0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Dolphins in the Death podcast. I'm Daniel Yufusi. Thanks so much for tuning in. Quick reminder before we start, make sure to subscribe to the Miami Herald YouTube page, like, share, comment, as well as subscribe to the Miami Herald. Uh, David's not here this week. If you were watching, listening last week, uh, he's off this week, so I'm riding solo. Uh, but we still got a lot to talk about. Uh, the Dolphins are in the third and final phase of their offseason workout program, organized team activities, OTAs. Those are underway, and the Dolphins had their first open practice to the media on Tuesday. So we got our first real look at the 2023 Miami Dolphins, their entire 90-man roster, or the overwhelming majority of that 90-man roster, uh, in attendance at the Baptist Health Training Complex uh, for a roughly 90-minute session. We're going to get into that, um, as well as some comments from Mike McDaniel, who spoke before, and then we got to hear from some players afterward. But I'm going to start uh, with the offense. I'm going to break it uh break it down to the offense in the first half. Uh we're going to take a short break and then I'm going to give some thoughts on the defense. Um now I know a lot of people, a lot of fans were uh, asking uh you know based off of some videos uh that the team had posted in recent days who's there, who's not. Um I don't want to make too much of a big deal about that because again, these are voluntary. They're not mandatory until a mandatory mini camp. Um but there were kind of some notable uh, absences or guys just not participating and I'm going to go uh just briefly into some of those because there's some guys who were um, some veterans who were just not there um as well as um some guys who were dealing with some injuries from last season and it was good to see them and uh, we got a little bit of update on them but starting with the offense uh you know tyree kill um uh Tyron armstead two guys two vets who weren't there not a big surprise but also not a big deal um, you know they've put in the work for several years um you know they're there when it matters um and, and when it counts um, but it was also, I think it was also a good opportunity for some of the younger guys, some of the improving guys to get some reps as well. Um, going into the standout or standouts on offense, I think it was a real, real big day uh, for rookie running back Devon A. Chain, the team's third round pick. Um I've written about him a lot, a player that Mike McDaniel who loves speed, loves speed, loves speed. Um, he really coveted Devon A. Chain in, uh, um, in the draft process. And he made a great first impression. Um, He was extremely active in the passing game, um, catching a lot of passes. He actually got behind a defender um, for a long pass from Tua, I believe, um, during some team drill work. Um, And he, like I said, he made a really good impression. I mean, the speed is there. I mean, you see it in the way that he can cut, the way he can separate um, from from defenders. And from the moment the Dolphins picked him, you know, I, I didn't think of this pick is like just picking a running back in the vacuum. Um, He was a guy who was an impact runner, receiver, as well as return specialist. Um, So I think that, as I've said before, I think Mike Boudin is going to create a lot of really, really innovative and um, cool ways um, and unique ways to get him the ball um, surrounded by guys like Terry Kill and Jalen Waddell um, and also all the other running backs on the team, Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, and and others. Um, Moving on to Tua. Um, I know everyone wants to talk about Tua. How's Tua doing? How is he looking? I mean, obviously, there's a little bit of extra intrigue um, for him because this is his first team drill work since um, his season effectively ended last year because of that second concussion. I thought Tua looked fine. You know, obviously, they're dividing up the reps um, between him as well as uh, the other three quarterbacks on the roster, Mike White, um, Scarlett Thompson, as well as James Blackman, the undrafted rookie. Um, so it's not like Tua got a ton of reps, but I thought he looked good. I thought he moved, uh moved well, uh moved around the pocket, out of the pocket well. He connected uh with Jalen Waddle, Cedric Wilson, um, as well as Eric Esukama on some nice uh passes over the middle of the field. Um but it's clear just from looking at his physique that it's definitely it's definitely apparent that he put in the work in terms of uh lifting weights, <clears throat> excuse me, um, trying to just get bigger. I mean that's something that he mentioned at his luau event. Um, or uh, as Blue law event and later in his first uh, news conference um, with reporters that um, a, a big point of emphasis for him was, you know, being able to sustain the rigors of a 17 game schedule and, and, and potentially longer. Um, you know, he knows the injury concerns. He's heard it. He's aware that, you know, he hasn't remained healthy for an entire season. Um, and it's good. And again, it's clear that he uh, put on a lot of mass and a lot of weight um, and a lot of muscle in order to, you know, maybe sustain some of those hits. Well, um, it was also interesting to hear some of Mike McDaniel's comments prior to practice when you know, he was asked about how Tua has looked in the offseason, the offseason workout program, as well as the benefits of the new jitsu. Um, and McDaniel kind of dropped the interesting nugget that, um, you know, some of the stuff that Tua is doing in jiu-jitsu in terms of training is being incorporated into the quarterback drills. And I thought that was uh, really interesting because he mentioned how, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, who was on the team last year, he mentioned himself um, that, you know, for quarterbacks, it's kind of a unique space, like kind of getting ingratiating, getting back into the swing of things in terms of football, because all throughout off-season workout programs, all throughout um, training camp, um, and really until you get to the preseason or regular season, they're not taking hits. They have the red non-contact jerseys. Um, you know, teams aren't going full throttle, full tackle to the ground um, much anyway in training camp, but still there's, there's a lot more contact for um, – every other non-quarterback so really the first time a quarterback is hit you know quarterbacks are even playing less starting quarterbacks are playing less in uh, preseason as well so the first time they're really taking live hits is in the regular season um so with that in mind mcdaniel had mentioned that the team is incorporating some tools, his um, kind of jujitsu training in order in the quarterback drill so they can prepare um, to brace for those hits and you know disperse their energy some of the things that Tua had mentioned as well, um, so I found that really interesting because it's you know the jujitsu kind of tenets, you know they're not just being applied to Tua, they're being applied to all the quarterbacks. So that that's interesting as well. Um, uh, again, I, I think that with Tyree Kill, I'm not you know. You know, he wasn't present at OTAs, not a big deal, but I thought that that was an opportunity for some of the unproven guys, some of the younger guys, some of the guys who were competing for spots behind him and Jalen Water to step up. And I thought it was a really good day. Um, Eric Azucama, Cedric Wilson, Braxton Bar- Barrios, uh Robbie Chosen, formerly Chosen Anderson, Robbie Anderson. I thought all those guys, um, you know, stepped up with some nice plays over the middle of the field. Um, Eric Azucama had a really nice uh, sideline grab. I'm blanking on the quarterback, um, but, you know, he, you know, it's a big year for him because, you know, he was a standout during these off-season workouts and uh, training camp as well, but, um, you know, kind of struggled as a rookie to learn some new positions that they put him in. Um, and, and, you know, he has, seems like he has all the physical tools, but maybe it's a matter of, um, you know, just mastering um, what's what was really a new scheme for him um, and kind of just overall a new experience as a wide receiver. You know, he talked about how in college he's going from, you know, signals and signs and then, you go to the NFL where there's, you know, wordy play calls. And, um, you know, again, he has to learn multiple positions. Um, and, you know, maybe some maybe there was a little bit of, uh, you know, a learning curve there for him. Um, but I thought he had a really good uh, first open practice to the media. Um, and, again, it's a good sign that, you know, Tyree Kill isn't there. But, you know, it's not only Jalen Wilder that's making plays. You know, Cedric Wilson, who's obviously been um, kind of speculated as a potential trade target. Um, and as well as others, are stepping up. Because, again, Trent Shurfield um, left the free agency. Mike Gusecki left the free agency. Um, they may have been the third and fourth options. That's 100 targets that this team has to replace um, through somebody. I mean, obviously, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle might take some of those targets as well, but they're going to need some other guys to step up. So that was a good sign. Uh, and the last thing from uh, the offensive side, of the ball from this first OTA practice and media availabilities was um, some comments from Austin Jackson um, that, you know, kind of stood out to me and were kind of interesting. Um, first off, um, you know, he revealed that he actually underwent reconstructive surgery on his right ankle after, um, you know, he dealt with some high ankle sprains or some ankle sprains um, that essentially limited him to just two games not even two games. Cause he, he, he didn't make it through a full game either time he played um, this past season. Um, obviously it was, very frustrating for him, um, very frustrating for the team because they had really high hopes for him uh, entering um, you know, this new zone running scheme, Mike uh under Mike McDaniel, you know, the the word about this scheme heading into, you know, um off season workouts and training camp was like the zone run scheme, you know, is one that benefits from or is as best when um you know it can be married with athletic offensive lineman. So in that regard, it was kind of seeing that, all right, moving the right tackle for Austin Jackson, that's going to be a perfect fit for him. Um, And truthfully, I thought that he, I thought that he was fine in training camps and preseason. I didn't think that there was, you know, I, I didn't leave you know, preseason and training camp thinking they're going to be in trouble or, you know, he's regressed. I thought that he actually showed improvements, Uh, but obviously it it didn't really pan out. And he wasn't able to put a lot of stuff on tape um, this past season with those two injuries. You know, he had two stints on IR and the second time replaced on IR. NFL rules say that you have to be out for the rest of the season. So, uh, again, just two games for him. So, he, you know, he talked a lot about it. I thought it was, he was very forthcoming and very honest and very insightful about how it, it was a struggle, you know, when you put in all the work, you know, the previous offseason and then you get to the season and you get hurt and you're not able to put good tape or good film on tape or really any film on tape. Um, you know, that's, that's frustrating. And now the team has declined its fifth option. They signed some um, veteran offensive tackles who may or may not um, kind of, you know, push for a starting spot. Um he was very forthcoming that, you know, hey, I, I've got to, you know, I've got to be better. But, um, you know, he said that um, th- through the through the reconstructive surgery and the, timeout and the time out and time rehabbing, he's able to really, really strengthen his ankle. And not only strengthen his ankle, but bring some um some consistency to his routine, um his preparation. Uh, you know, he looks like he's in good shape. Um, he's obviously a very still, a very athletic player, just 23 years old. um So we've talked about it a lot on the podcast, like the Dolphins season really may come down to more or less two things like the, the decision to stick with not only Austin Jackson at right tackle and my uh, Chris Greer's so the expectation is that he'll be the starting right tackle. Uh, so sticking with him at right tackle, Liam Eikenberg at left guard, um, uh, uh, but also, you know, what happens with two is health. And obviously I'll, that's kind of linked to the play and the performance of uh, the offensive line. Uh, so, you know, it's, this is really it. I mean, Austin Jackson made it clear, you know, it's, 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 you know, he went into what was essentially, you know, in a contract year because, um, you know, he could have been extended after uh, this previous, uh, he could have been extended this off season. He went um, into it, you know, not having a lot of film because he was hurt in his third year, the options declined. So now it's a contract year for him as well. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's, it's crunch time. Uh, so, again, I I don't want to make too much of, you know, the first OTA practice open to reporters, especially when, um, you know, it's not full contact. You're not getting a lot of, you know, you're not, you don't want to make big judgments, especially on offensive line play from one offseason workout practice. Um, but it is a big, it is a big, uh, you know, year, a big set of practices for him to get back into the groove. Um, he has another new offensive line coach with Butch Berry. Um, who he, you know, was very complimentary, complimentary of. Um, but nonetheless, you know, it's, it's it's a big year. I mean, just think of the strides the Dolphins can make if they get, you know, good to very good offensive line play. I mean, with what – I think the, Dolph- the Dolphins line makes strides, especially with Sean Armstead, like Connor Williams, Rob Hunt. Um, but just imagine how good this offense could be if they get quality starting level play from Austin Jackson and Leah Eikenberg, you know, with the Debbie of – pass catchers and skill position players they have. Um I think that there's significant room for improvement. And Mike McDaniel alluded to that as well. Like for all the things that they did well, there's so many more things that they can improve on um, to really be consistent. And Jalen Waddle said that as well. Like they found a groove in the offseason or excuse me, they found a groove in the middle of last season and they kind of lost it, you know, amid that I believe it was four game losing streak or or whatever it was. Um, so you know, I think the offensive line continuity contribute can contribute to that. But it's not just about health; it's about like performance when you're healthy. Um, and I think it's you know Austin Jackson is very aware of that. Um, so yeah, I mean o- offense. I-, I think that you know I probably seen the off the defense got the better of the offense in, in the first uh, open practice. So we'll get to the defense in the second half. Um, but you know it was it was good to see Tua back out there, kind of starting to get into his groove. It was good to see some of the wide receivers, um, you know, step up uh, with Tyree Kill not participating. And then obviously, as I said at the top, you know, Devonta e. Chain, I think he was probably the standout um, just in the way he was able to make an impact in the uh the passing game. I think that that's something to watch out for. Um, you know, his training camp uh starts uh late July in the preseason and obviously eventually into the regular season. All right, we're gonna take a short break, but when we get back on the other side of things, how did Vic Vangio's defense look going up against Tua in that offense? Uh and some updates on uh, some players who missed the 2022 season with injuries. Michael uh, McDaniel spoke on that. Uh, so we're going to get into all that and more. So stay locked with us, and we'll be back soon. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Niles jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. What's going on, everybody? Still here on the Dolphins of the podcast, talking all things dolphins. Now, the first half, I broke down my thoughts, uh, breakdown, recap, of uh the offensive side of the ball from the first OTA practice opens reporters. second half i'm against the defense um and obviously there's a lot of interest intrigue in that unit because they're undergoing a, a deep philosoph- philosophical change with new defensive coordinator Vic Bangio so this is the first time we got to see what the Bangio's defense uh may look like and again um OTAs, maybe not every veteran participating or you know are fully active in team drills but still you get a sense of, of some of the court talents and some of the things that Vic Fangio might want to incorporate. Um, and my first thoughts, first thoughts, you know, leaving the practice was that, um, you know, it's a, it's a defense that's gonna make you work for everything. Um, you know, we, we know about the talent and every level of the unit. Um, but I, I think that just with the, the again, the, philosoph- the, the, you know, the philosophical change, um, from, you know, zero blitz, a lot of blitzing to be more conservative effort. Um, just overall, it's it's a defense that's built to make you work for everything. I think that, um, you know, they forced a lot of dump-offs. You know, the offense did have its moments where they were able to kind of attack parts of the middle of the field and whatnot. Uh, but you didn't see too, too many deep passes um, going over the heads of defenders. Um, again, a lot of dump-offs, a lot of stuff to the flats, a lot of short checkdowns um, where the offense really has to force its way or you know, work its way down the field. So I think that's going to be definitely a welcome change, uh, for the uh the, the Dolphins defense. Um, a really good day for the defensive front as well. I thought that they got a lot of pressure on um the the Dolphins uh, quarterbacks. Now obviously you kind of can do the reverse, the inverse, and say, well, maybe it's not a great day for the offensive line. I I I'd rather just chalk it up and give credit where credit is due. I thought that um, a lot of plays. I know Jalen Twyman was um, involved in some plays, um, and, and really I think it was a great effort because you know Zach Sealer wasn't. Uh, you know, at wasn't at practice today or participating in team drills. Um, so you know, not having one of your kind of starters, uh, Emmanuel Aguil working his way back. You know, he was at, he was in uh, team drills and participating after um, he was cleared from the torn triceps. Uh, but overall, just a lot of depth on the defensive line. Um, obviously, there's a little, there's still some questions about what they're going to do at the backup uh, nose tackle spot behind Raquan Davis. Um, but again, early impressions, first day. Um, I thought it was a really good day for that defensive front. A lot of guys. Um, kind of converging on the quarterback for what would have for what would be would be sacks or quote unquote sacks. Um as well as, you know, it's kind of tough to say what or what is an ex- what or what is not an explosive front play. Um, but I, I definitely saw a lot of run stops, a lot of um, you know, getting to the ball carrier early before they got to the second and third level of the defense, which is really good to see, especially this early on um in offseason workouts and OTAs and whatnot. Um Obviously uh again on the offense on the excuse me on the offensive side of the Boston veterans not participating. Same thing for the defense. Uh, Jalen Ramsey was in, you know, some indies, some individual drills and whatnot, uh, but not participating in team drills. So we didn't get to see him there. Um, Xavier Howard, however, it was um, didn't see too much of new safety Deshaun Elliott and team drills, as well as David Long. He may have made, he may have been in a couple of plays, but didn't see him much. Uh, but update on some uh some injured players um who you know sustained severe injuries last season. Um, are working their way back. Um, Mike McDaniel was asked about uh, Nick Needham, Brandon Jones, as well as Trill Williams. Um, and he did divulge too much, but said, hey, um, I think the the one thing that the team wants to do is take their time with those guys, make sure that they're on track or ahead of schedule. And he said that's the case for all those guys. Um, now, I know Nick Needham, Brandon Jones, and Trill Williams all sustained uh, injuries at different points of the season. Um, True Williams uh, was uh, torn ACL in the preseason opener. Um, I believe he had said at locker room cleanup that he um, should be ready for OTAs, but the team, you know, the team's been very cautious, and they're usually very cautious with all their guys coming back from injuries. Uh, He said he probably won't participate um, or be a full goal until training camp in late July. Didn't see him at OTAs today. Um, We did see Nick Needham and Brandon Jones um, at practice, but not in team drills. Um, Needham obviously um, with the torn um, Achilles. I believe that was in October. Um, Brandon Jones, I believe the week prior, um, tearing his ACL. Um, but no brace for Brandon Jones. Um, both of them out um, at pass which is which is great. Obviously, those guys have been integral parts of the defense, and especially specifically the secondary in these years. So they can get that back with the addition of Jalen Ramsey, Xavier yeah. Howard coming back and, you know, maybe get, uh, hopefully getting back to form, um, you got the makings of a really, really talented, but not only talented, but deep um, secondary as well. Um, so we'll see how those guys progress over the coming weeks, whether they, you know, work their way back, um, you know, at some point during um, OTAs or, or mandatory camp over the next few weeks, or whether we got to wait to see them in uh, training camp. Um, I thought it was a good, good day for Javon Holland um, mentioned before um, he had an interception on Mike White. Um, that's always good to see if you're the defense, again, you can play it conversely and say, you know, I don't want to see that from your um, potential backup quarterback. Um, but I think that's, that's one of the things that Javon Holland was talking about when he spoke to uh, reporters a couple weeks back on a zoom call. Um, so, you know, he doesn't want to leave money out there. He doesn't want to leave food out there. Um, I think, you know, I think he's had a very good two years, you know, start to his career. Um, I think he'll maybe have more of a defined role um with Vic Vangio Um, but I, I think the big thing is for him is like that that play-to-play consistency and then making those splash plays. Like we saw that a lot um as a rookie when he was able to to blitz, be near the line of scrimmage. Um but now um in this scheme, I think there's a real opportunity for him to be a real playmaker at the back end. Um, you know, this Big Banjo scheme is one that has brought out the best in a lot of safeties. It's produced a lot of Pro Bowl safeties. Um, You know, most recently, Justin Simmons with with the Broncos. Um, And I think Javon Holland can find himself in a similar role. So it's obviously great to see him, uh, you know, start out first open practice. Get his, ball, get his hands on the ball, um, turn the ball over. I think that's key for the Dolphins because I think that they ranked uh, second to last in takeaways. Uh, and, you know, those turnovers can be kind of volatile. You know, for a couple of years, the Dolphins, when they were really, really good on defense, uh, they were forcing a lot of turnovers. Uh, last year, they weren't as good on defense and they barely were forcing turnovers. Um, but again, I think that the way Vic, Ving- Vic Mangio's defense is set up, um, kind of forcing it, it's interesting because I think that it kind of forces the defenses or forces the offenses to really, really grind their way down the field, limit the explosive plays. And sometimes, you know, if you're a quarterback, if you're offense, you can get kind of, you know, impatient. You can force something, and that's where there's an opportunity to make plays. And I think Devon Hall is going to spend a lot of time in the back end of the secondary where he can kind of patrol um, and kind of make make jumps, uh, you know, jump on routes and with his eyes on the quarterback and make a lot of plays. So, overall, you know, good day from him as well. I thought Cam Smith, the rookie cornerback, um, he made a good play on the ball as well. Um, so, you know, I know one of the things that he said, Van Joe has spoken to him about is uh, making sure that, you know, he's, you know, keeping his hands to himself. Maybe not, is not too physical in drawing those uh, defensive passing interference penalties, holding penalties. Um, I thought he had solid practice as well. Um, one of the more, before we head out, one of the more interesting um, notes, things to monitor, you know, I know that uh, you know, normally, we're not supposed to. We're not allowed to report. Um, you know where guys are practicing. Um, you know in certain spots. However, um, previous day there was a report, um, and our own Barry Jackson as well added to it that um, Andrew Van Ginkle is expected to play some inside linebacker um, in kind of nickel sub package situations. Um, McDaniel was asked about that as well, and it more or less confirmed it. Um, while adding some kind of clarity to that uh, decision. And he said, hey, um, you know, it's something that I, he said it's something that he believes creates um, confusion for the defense, or excuse me, for the offense um, in terms of identifying who's who and what players are taking on certain roles. And it also allows some flexibility with um, them on game day because you have a guy who can kind of cross train, play multiple positions. Um, versatility is key for the Dolphins, whether it's offense or defense. So that's something um, that will benefit them. Um, Andrew Van Ginkle was asked about that after practice when he spoke to reporters, and he said it's something that uh, teams have always wondered, can he not only play outside linebacker but kind of move inside? Um, and it's something that Van Gio reached out to him and thought that he could do uh, when he watched film of him and kind of spoke to him and, and you know, was part of uh, the pr- process in bringing him back to Miami and residing to the team. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think Andrew Van Ginkle is uh, – I think he's a very good athlete. Obviously, plays he's a very high owner. Um, you know, I think he sifts through the, the uh, you know, the traffic really well, working on the edge. And I think that there's a possibility for him to do that um, uh, as well an inside linebacker, as well as rush the passer from the inside linebacker position. Obviously, um, they signed David Long Jr. Uh, to kind of be the running mate for, um, with with Jerome Baker. Um, but no, maybe not a ton of depth behind that. You have Duke Riley and then you have Channing Tindall, who's still trying to come along after not playing much in his rookie season. Um, so again, it's going to be, from the jump, I've said, you know, this is going to be a defense that's predicated on its versatility. Um, you know, Jalen Ramsey has taken on a versatile role the past couple of years with the Rams, playing outside, playing corner, um, even playing a little bit of safety. And he said himself, like, I'm not a cornerback. I'm a defensive back. Um, so, you know, there's you know, there's a lot of intrigue there. Um, obviously, now we know Andrew Van Ginkle is going to be playing uh, inside linebacker a little bit more, spending some time kind of practicing there. Emmanuel Agba said he thinks he's gonna be all over the defensive line. So I think, you know, this defense is based on deception, pre post snap, and making sure um that what offenses see before they snap the ball is not what they see after the snap, after they snap the ball. Because when you know you think you're confident in what you see and then your eyes deceive you, that's when you can be um kind of prone to mistakes. That's what this defense is gonna be predicated on. So if you can get Andrew Van Ginkle, who's moving around from outside linebacker to inside linebacker, kind of messes up uh what you've kind of been um, you know, kind of uh what you kind of taught yourself. Um, and, and again, when your eyes kind of deceive you, you can uh be susceptible to some turnovers, some mistakes. And the Dolphins definitely need that uh, on defense in 2023 if they're gonna kind of bounce back from what was an underwhelming year. All right. Uh well that brings us to the end of another edition of the Dolphins of Death podcast, breaking down uh first OTA practice open to reporters, um comments from Mike McDaniel as well as other players. Um we have a bunch of stories um, on that, you know, news, uh, nuggets, observations, as well as my story on Austin Jackson, and his mindset going into a pivotal 2023 season. So definitely check that out. Um, as always, subscribe to the Miami Herald YouTube page. Like, share, comment, as well subscribe to the Miami Herald. Uh, I'll be back next week. Um, Dolphins are keeping uh, having one practice open to reporters, open to media a week. Uh, so we don't get to get back to the back-to-self training complex. And so next Wednesday – uh, but we'll be back to recap all of that, as well as any other Dolphins news that pops up, because you know how the Dolphins are, uh, you know, just keeping me busy and keeping the reporters down here busy. And uh, so then you guys take care. See you.